Welcome to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Witcher, and we're going to dive into a hot topic in special education that is really causing some controversy on my Facebook page. So I thought, let's go ahead and address this head on. You know, there are always arguments happening in special education, whether it feels like it's teachers against parents or it's schools disagreeing with their district as a whole, or it's everybody being upset about schools being shut down and special education not happening in the way they think it should be. Whatever it is, there's always something that's happening. I've been in the special education community as a professional for over 20 years. I've pretty much heard it all, but we've never experienced anything like what we're going through right now, right? So I've posted on my blog and I've posted up on Facebook and Instagram the recommended minutes for what I'm calling crisis schooling. Some people are calling it homeschooling. It's not homeschooling. This is crisis schooling. And I've posted up the recommended minutes from the Illinois State Board of Education. And quite honestly, this recommended minutes, you know, kind of table that's out there. It's been flying around on some of the big parenting sites. And everybody's kind of looking to it. And when I posted, I said, now keep in mind, this is for a typical child and it's the recommended minutes for the grade that they're in, uh, for the work that they should do. And this is not taking into account any you know, special learning needs. And I caught some fire today from somebody who said, how dare you really um, put it out there that students in special education should be receiving less than those minutes. Now, first of all, I didn't say that. <laughs> I said those were the recommended minutes based on an average child in general education does, that does not receive supports on a regular basis. It was just stating a fact. Everybody knows that I'm talking about special education all the time, and I didn't want anybody to think that these were recommended special education minutes, but it is so important for us to address why I really don't care if your minutes officially look less than that when you're in special education. You know, when you learn differently, things simply look different than somebody who is in general education who does not have any supports. But let's talk about that and how different absolutely 100% does not mean less. So here we are in this crisis schooling situation and let's just think about maybe a second grader. A second grader who is in general education who does not receive learning supports and they are at home crisis schooling and they decide that they're hungry. So they tell their mom they need a snack and they go over and, and figure out, you know, where's the juice box and they take um, off the straw, they undo the wrapper, they poke it through the top of the juice box and then they decide that they're hungry. So they want some graham crackers and there's some Teddy Grahams in the, in the cabinet there. So they grab the box, they realize that it's not open and maybe they have to struggle a little bit, but it's okay. They rip open that plastic and they have their Teddy Grahams and their juice and mom's multitasking doing something else. And, and you know what? And then it's time for their classroom Zoom meeting. And that's where that child's going to get their minutes of education. 
Now let's that break that down to what that looks like in a special needs household. All right, so a child is expressing that they want something and mom can't quite figure out what that is. So a child is approximating their sounds, they're possibly using sign language, they're using communication boards, they're possibly using assistive technology, they're going through all these different you know, options of what a child might need. Finally, mom figures out it's snack time. They go through that same process to figure out what should they have for snack. And you know what, before they even get to snack, mom and child have pretty much completed an entire speech therapy session. And then comes snack time. And mom or dad or sibling are, you know, encouraging the child who is ready for snack to pinch the plastic and pull down the wrapper and line up the straw to the hole in the juice box. And then, you know, when it comes to the box of crackers, it's pulling open the plastic and doing all of these things that guess what? Now they've accomplished an occupational therapy session at home. But how many graham crackers does the child really get to eat? Mom says six. So now the child has to count out six and most likely needs some help with that. So now they've counted out six Teddy grams and we've now gone into a math lesson. So it's 10.30 in the morning and it's time for that Zoom meeting with the special education teacher to check in and be fully engaged. And that's when the official minutes start when it comes to crisis schooling. Those crisis schooling minutes, those recommendations of what should be happening at home, they're not taking into consideration that speech therapy session that happened naturally in the environment when figuring out what the child needed. It's not taking into account the occupational therapy session that's happening when the child's trying to manipulate the different materials at home and be independent. It's not counting the math session that's happening because the parent is giving directions on how much can be eaten for snack. Learning happens all the time in a special needs family in a much different way than it happens in a typical family. And I can say that with confidence. Most of you guys know that I'm a special needs sibling. My brother's 42 with Down syndrome and we're still going through all of these steps every day to ensure that he is continuing to learn, he's continuing to reach milestones, and he's continuing to be as independent as possible. That looks much different than my children who are at home who are in general education with no learning supports. It is a different way of learning. It is not less. Not finishing that worksheet where a child is counting to six like the other kids, it does not mean that it is less work than counting those Teddy grams for a snack. It is not less, it looks different. In fact, doing less worksheets often gives an opportunity for a child to reach more milestones and to generalize their skills in a whole different way that's gonna have a long-term impact in ensuring that a child is prepared for further education, employment, and independent living. That's the entire purpose of an IEP, and we haven't talked about that for a while here. In the purpose and findings of ideal law that is governing 
everybody's IEP. Remember, I'm not a lawyer. I'm just telling you where to look, okay? In the purpose and findings of the IDEAL law, it says that your, your child's IEP is to prepare them for further education, employment, independent living. So parents, I need you to connect with your teams and figure out what do you need to get through that snack time, to get through that communication, to get through that occupational therapy, to get through that follow, following multi-step directions, which includes things like math and reading, and that's all before you get on the Zoom to connect. So what do you need to make those opportunities turn into successful learning time? Because we can't measure our minutes the same way that we do during the school year. See, we probably don't need recommended minutes when it comes to crisis schooling and special education every day. Our children, our students, they have minutes broken down in their IEP. We know that it takes a lot of minutes with direct instruction, with different types of support, with consult services to provide an appropriate education, and that's on an average day. So no, I don't want you following those standard minutes that are being recommended by the state, but you can use those recommended minutes to remind yourself that no child should be sobbing over a science lesson because they're being forced to sit at the table and do a worksheet about it or being forced to log into a Zoom. Education is so much more than that. I wanna share with you guys that I am so proud to be part of this special needs community with you. We are striving and thriving through this chaos because we know that we're going to rise above as we get through this. There are silver linings waiting on the other side. We will get there. We're going to get through all of the compensatory education, the extended school year, the going back to you know school in the fall, figuring out what baseline data is. We're going to get there. But for right now, you need to know that you are doing a great job. Your child is learning every minute. If you want support through this, if you want to learn new ideas, you want to figure out how to take that data, how to document all of this, how to get those supports when it comes to doing all, all of these things within the natural environment, I'm going to invite you to come into the special education inner circle. That's at specialedinnercircle.com. If you are hearing this and you're thinking, I want to know this for my own family or for my own students, and I want to help others. I want to put this message out there because people need to hear it. That's when you become a master IEP coach and enrollment for our next session is open. You can go to masteriepcoach.com and you can be the voice and the leader in your community that your special education community needs because there's going to be a lot of people that are ready to cause more chaos in special education when this is over. And we need more leaders who can bring great solutions to the IEP teams who need them and for the students, the children who need the positive impact after all of this crisis is over. So I hope to see you guys over at specialedinnercircle.com or hop over to masteriepcoach.com. And remember, different is not less and less can be more. We're all in this together. I'll see you guys soon.